Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. With offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is what documents to give your divorce lawyer. And this uh, episode today is based on an article on our blog, FamilyLawHeadquarters.com, dated August 20th, 2022. And the title of the article is, What Documents Should I Give My Collaborative Divorce Lawyer? So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to CollaborativeDivorceRepresentation.com. Check out the article titled, What Documents Should I Give My Collaborative Divorce Lawyer? I'm going to give you more information on this topic uh, that we're going to discuss here today. So let's go ahead and jump on into the topic. Um, Look, what documents should you give to your divorce lawyer? Uh, What does your divorce lawyer need? What do they not need? Uh, What's helpful? What's not helpful? Um, This kind of question is the kind of question lots of individuals ask uh, themselves when they're going through a divorce. They've hired a lawyer. Uh, Some individuals don't know what their lawyer can use, uh, what they need, what's helpful, what isn't helpful, and what might be too much or uh, just not really relevant. Okay, so this is the question lots of individuals have. Now, uh, the article that we have is, what documents should I give my collaborative divorce lawyer? So we'll talk about that in terms of the context of collaborative divorce, but obviously this topic is also... Uh, important in cases where it's not a collaborative divorce. Now, a collaborative divorce is a unique process where individuals uh, don't file their divorce in court. They hire lawyers who are trained in collaborative divorce, and they try to reach an amicable resolution outside of court in what's called collaborative sessions. Okay, So this is sort of a unique area of divorce law that only certain lawyers have, have done the training to do this area of law. Uh, and frankly, it's only applicable in situations where both parties agree uh, to do their divorce collaboratively. They hire collaborative divorce lawyers. Uh, they agree that they're not going to litigate their case, that they're going to try to come to a resolution outside of court. So look, if you're interested in collaborative divorce, that's another reason to go on over uh, to collaborativedivorcerepresentation.com. There's lots of information about collaborative divorce there. Uh, you can also go to a webpage called the Missouri Collaborative Institute.com and get more information on collaborative divorce and how it works if this is something that you are interested in. But whether you're doing a collaborative divorce, whether this is a litigated divorce, whether there's not an agreement uh, to settle the case uh, outside of court, so you're litigating the case, I mean, the issue is what documents should you get your lawyers? And I'll just say this as a general rule um, when in doubt, give it to your lawyer. Uh, the more information your lawyer has, the more they're going to be able to help you. Uh, they'll be able to advise you uh, if you're trying to sell your case on what's fair, what's just, what's reasonable. Uh, if this is a litigated case, uh, the more documents and evidence you get your lawyer, uh, they'll be able to view this stuff. They'll be more informed. Uh, they'll be able to get you uh, more candid, uh, candid advice. Uh, they'll also help you be able to weigh your options. Uh, in other words, do you want to take this case to trial? Is this a case where maybe you should seek mediation or maybe send a settlement offer to try to get the case done? The more information your lawyer has, the better. So I would just say if you're in doubt and you don't know, I mean, for me as a lawyer, I would rather have it 
And if I think something isn't important and it's not relevant, I can simply give it back to my client and say, you know, thanks for providing this, but this is not uh, helpful. Uh, but I'll tell you, that's normally rare. I mean, most of the things a client would give me, um, you know, would have some importance. It would be something I would want to review. So, look, when in doubt, uh, get it and get it to your lawyer. And here's the other thing I would say. Uh, the sooner you get this stuff to your lawyer, the better. So once you've hired a lawyer, uh, most clients should really begin the process of rounding up documents and evidence to get to their lawyer. They shouldn't wait until their lawyer tells them to get it because that's just time wasted. That's time delayed. And, frankly, that um, can hold up the divorce, whether it's going to be a case that's litigated or whether it's a collaborative case. If the lawyer's waiting to get information, um, it's better for the client just to get it out of the gates. And so, look, we'll go through some examples of things um, that might that might be relevant, uh, that is often very relevant, and that you ought to think about rounding up uh, in, in most instances. Obviously, I'll say this is a nuance. Every case is different. All the facts are different of every case. You know, different courts have different rules. Uh, different judges like different things. So we're speaking very generically. So obviously, whatever lawyer you have hired, uh, you'll want to have a specific uh, conversation with that lawyer and their staff about what they need and what they don't need and whatnot, okay? So this, we're just speaking very generally. But, look, here's some things as a general rule um, that, it, you know, are usually going to be something a lawyer is going to want, and that would be the state and federal tax return. So uh, you want to get your state and federal tax returns. could be the last three years. could be the last five years. It uh, depends uh, on the facts of your case and, and the jurisdiction you're in. But if you've got the tax returns, uh, you have them handy, those are good things to round up and, and definitely get to your lawyer. If you don't have copies of these tax returns, uh, going to the accountant, whoever completed these, uh, getting copies of these can be important things. And, and you know, particularly these are important in cases where um, child support's at issue, and spousal maintenance, which is still called alimony in some jurisdictions, at issue. The tax returns show the income. The income can be important as to the, the spousal maintenance or the child support calculation. So get those things. Uh, recent statements regarding, regarding all marital property and debt uh, to confirm the values of the property or the amount of the, uh, the amount of the debt. Okay, so if you have a mortgage, a mortgage statement would be a good thing. Um, if you, if you have a uh, you're making car payments. Uh, get a statement to show what you owe and what the monthly payment is. If you've got a 401k statement, you know, you're going to want to get that to show the value. Uh, bank accounts, uh, you're going to want the statements to show how much money is in these, in these bank accounts. I mean, you name it, you can kind of go down the list. If you've got credit card debt, you know, recent statements to show how much credit card debt you have uh, would be something that would be important. So you want to go through your whole uh, portfolio of uh, property and debt, and you want recent statements uh, you want to round these things up, get them to your lawyer. That way values uh, can be confirmed and the amount of debt can be confirmed. Very important that a lawyer has this stuff. Um, they'll be able to give you a lot better advice if they have this information. Okay. Uh, again, in terms of real estate, uh, the deed. You know, So if, if you own real estate, the deed. Um, if you're leasing property, something like that, a copy of the lease to confirm how much um, how much rent you're paying, and then it can be important to have the statements regarding that property, right? So if you've got electric bill, gas bill, you've got cable bill, got a water bill, a sewer bill, a trash bill, if there's lawn care, I mean, you name it, pest control, you know, having recent copies of these bills all put together 
uh, can be very important for a lawyer to have. And, and again, this would normally be the case in terms of like a maintenance case, knowing what somebody's income and expenses are. But I can also tell you as a lawyer, you know, it's good to have that verification, you know, I mean, because mistakes can be made. You know, it could be a situation where a client inadvertently writes $10,000 as the bank account balance. They just forgot a zero when it's 100000 in there. So the lawyer having the statements will help them verify um, uh, ultimately, you know, what, what the value of that property or debt is. Um, uh, again, card titles would be important. Again, and, and then information re- regarding how much is owed on cars. If you've got prior estate planning documents like wills, trusts, powers of attorneys, or other documents like that, you're going to want to round those up and, and get that get that to your lawyer as well. That could have a bearing in the divorce for sure. Um, investment, retirement accounts, stocks, stock options, anything like that, you're going to round that documentation up. You're going to want to get it to your lawyer. Um, uh, custody. If child custody is not agreed upon in advance, if, if both parties want something different, you're going to round, want to round up all the documents and evidence that explain your position uh, in terms of why you want X, Y, and Z in terms of child custody. So this could be school records, could be medical records, uh, could be police reports, um, it could be psychological records, psychiatric records. Um, I mean, you name it, but anything that you think bears on child custody and supports your request, you know, you're going to want to get this information together. Uh, social media evidence is uh, becoming more and more important in certain cases involving property and debt division, custody support, sometimes even marital misconduct. So if you think social media evidence is relevant uh, and you've got this stuff, you know, get it to your lawyer. Your lawyer will be able to tell you whether it helps or whether it doesn't help. Um, all right. Um, if you believe that certain uh, property that you had was premarital, okay. So let's say you had an investment account, and you had money in it before you were married, and then more money went after the marriage. So you're saying part of your investment account is separate property. Uh, if you've got a, a statement that shows what you had in at the time of marriage, that can be important. Uh, that could be the same as the, I mean, with a retirement account, a pension plan. You name it. If you had equity built up in your house at the time of the marriage, if you've got that information, get it to your lawyer. Um, appraisals can be important. So if your house was appraised, uh, get that to your lawyer in most instances. Uh, if you own a business and you have business documents, business records, there's been appraisals of the business, get that information, get that to your lawyer as well. Um, and again, we could go on and on and on, but I mean, I'll just say this in a general sense: um, put it all together. Anything that you think might might be uh, relevant, uh, get it, get it, get it together. Do it as soon as possible. Get that information to your lawyer. I mean, the list I've given you is just a list of some things, but it is not all inclusive. There could be lots of other information. Uh, that you would need as well uh, to get to your lawyer. And again, by getting this information to your lawyer, you're saving yourself time. Um, because if your lawyer's got to request it from you, that takes more time. That could delay court dates. It could de- delay collaborative sessions. It could delay mediation. However, your case is, is going to be resolved. So by getting the information and being proactive, uh, you're helping to move your case along. Again, by getting this information to your lawyer, your lawyer can better advise you. Um, they can 
give you more information about what would be reasonable in terms of settlement, uh, what isn't reasonable. Uh, they can better advise you about whether this is a case that should settle, that should go to trial. Uh, so the more information a lawyer is really armed with, the better. So, so get this stuff early. Uh, get it early in the process. Uh, it's going to help move your case uh, ultimately along. And I'll just say this, too, which is, look, when you, when you get your lawyer all the, all the items that you have, um, then uh, in, in a lot of cases you and your lawyer might discover, look, I don't have certain things that I need. And so uh, if the case is litigated, you can do discovery to get the information you still need. This is a collaborative case. Your lawyer can get with the other lawyer to get this stuff uh, from the other side. And then you have this free exchange of information. You have this discovery, and both sides are, are better advised about the circumstances. And by being better advised, hopefully, you know, for most individuals, you're able to settle your case. Uh, but if you can't, both sides having all the information as well will help get you a step closer to a, a court date or a hearing to try to resolve your divorce case, okay? So, again, the topic is what documents to give your divorce lawyer. And, and again, a few things we talked about, which is uh, get stuff together early, do it as quickly as possible, when in doubt, get it to your lawyer. Uh, this will help move your case along. All right, as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to collaborativedivorcerepresentation.com. Read the article of August 20th, 2022, titled, What Documents Should I Give My Divorce Lawyer? Thanks for tuning in today. Stay tuned to our next episode of Family Law Talk coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stange is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.